The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, American I want government to tell you and society, I am a boat rock. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about a hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. By the way, if you want to call in to the show and you want to leave a comment or you got a question or anything like that, feel free to do so. 803-619-9855, 803-619-9855. Happy to take your call this morning. Um, <clears throat> if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com and uh, there you'll find two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side is a Bradley show from yesterday, and uh, if you'd like to catch that, you can watch that up until 3 o'clock Eastern this afternoon, at which time he'll be live in that area. And then on the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the um, the play button, blow it up whatever device you've got there, and uh Look for the Rumble icon, bottom right-hand corner. Click on that, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. We've got a lot of friends over there. And, uh, yeah, I rocked you I rocked you guys out this morning. That, I found that one. I'd heard about this guy a long time ago, and I'd forgotten about him. And uh, that's just how it is when you get older. But uh, that's Onward Christian Soldier. If you were in the pre-show, Onward Christian Soldiers, it, in my opinion, that's how it should be. It's a battle cry. It's a it's a marching song. <laughs> it's, you know, it's not meant to be this kind of melee's kind of tune it's meant to be yeah we're going forward into battle so anyway i hope you guys enjoyed that but uh you can you can join in with our chat friends over there good morning to you guys good to see all of you and then also be sure to subscribe to the channel uh sons of liberty radio live is the channel on rumble sons of liberty radio live is the channel over there please subscribe over there and then finally we're going to be we're streaming over on beforeitsnews.com as well top of the page right up under where we're streaming live on sons of liberty media though dot com is place where you can sign up for our email newsletter please do that um again you know we're censored at every turn and i know you guys probably are tired of hearing it you're tired of being censored too many of you are censored on social media platforms simply because you disseminated messages of truth especially during this time of of the convicts, um, uh, you know, people were, were, were censored. And now we've got the guys who are doing the censoring like Zuckerberg and such, uh, 
you know, telling you, yeah, we censored some some real news. Sorry about that. Oops. And now they're trying to get your eyes off of that with some kind of, you know, fight between him and Elon Musk. Who cares? Who cares? Why don't you make it like the old guys did, guys? <laughs> Why don't you challenge each other to do a duel? Ugh. But they want to get your mind off of what they've done. And we've got to we've got to continue to hold them accountable, just like we've got to continue to hold the people who continue to push this lie that these these COVID shots, these experimental shots, they're an experimentation, by the way, on the public without the public's knowledge. That has murdered. This is not just it's a random kill. There is enough evidence that we have. This is somebody in the mix here knows that these things are killing people. They knew they were killing people before they released them out on the public, and so uh, we've got to hold them accountable to that. And we're gonna we're gonna deal with that uh, soon enough in this broadcast here. Uh, if you'd like to help keep us out there and doing what we're doing on the radio, internet, and among the people, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can click on that, make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And we appreciate your support uh, very, very much. Now. I wanted to start off, uh, this show is going to be about the COVID shots. We're going to give a little update. Some of these you've heard, some of these you may not have heard. Uh, if, you've, if you're getting our email newsletter, you got a hold of this news the other day. Um, but before I get to that, I just want to play this one thing. I, now, this happened at the end of June. I don't know how many of you guys saw this, but um, there was a gas station in Houston and uh, there was apparently a guy who had an AR-style rifle. Uh, for whatever reason, he ran away. I, I don't know what what the the incursion was there, but there was another guy in a car. He had a handgun. And uh, this guy in the car and the handgun, there's no sound to this. So I'm going to have to kind of narrate this to the radio audience. But this is this was the setup of the CCTVs. And as you can see, there's this is the guy... Uh, he's, he's kind of out of his vehicle. He's got like a little SUV here. And then there's a pregnant lady. I think she's nine months. If I, if I got the everything right. And then I believe this is her husband that's here uh, beside her. And they're on the other side of the car and they're just kind of standing there. And I want you to, you guys on the rate on the video, you'll see what's going on. This guy, he climbs up onto the, the sidestep there of the, where you open the door. You can see he's got his gun under his arm. And he's he's just talking with the pregnant lady and the guy there. And then all of a sudden, apparently something gets said that he gets ticked off. He's pointing the gun at him, shuts the door, comes over. Now, watch. Look at look at mom over here. She's already getting her bag. Calm as can be. She's not moving away or anything. This is just the most incredible thing I've seen. She's just in there. The guy walks over. He's having words with her husband. She pulls out the gun and just pops him right in the chest. And he's squirming around on the ground. Uh, it's absolutely incredible. They tell him to kick his gun away. The husband and the, uh, uh, or the boyfriend, I, I don't know. Um, I, no, I, she calls him her baby daddy. That's what she called him in the reports. Her baby dad. Well done, mom. Okay. Well done, mom. I mean, cool and collected. You you got to see the video. She doesn't run from the guy. She just reaches into her purse, pulls out her gun, 
doesn't even hesitate, pops him in the chest. And you can see from the blood on the ground and on his shirt. I mean, she got him right in the chest. She got him right in the chest. And uh, yeah, and, and this is what they want to take away from you. This is what they want to do away with. This is just what a handgun will do. See, the reason they haven't done a full-on assault in the United States is because they know there's millions of guns out there and millions of gun owners. And they don't want to get shot. But they're wanting to attack your rights and they're hoping you'll go along with it. I'm telling you, every, every um, law that comes out that tells you that you must disarm that you need to register something. I don't care if it's a magazine, a gun. You need to ignore that stuff. Oh, Tim, we might go to jail. You might die if you go doing stuff like that. You'll be one of the first ones targeted. Don't do it. As much as you can, don't let them know what you have. Don't go posting it online. Don't, don't be talking about it or anything. But I here's mom. Big applause to her. Didn't give her name in the story out of any of the reports that I had, and that's fine. The other guy, uh, the guy that she shot, though, he was named. He was uh, 39-year-old Mario Apina Duque. He's facing charges for attempted robbery, according to a press release by the Houston Police Department. He was charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and unlawful carrying of a weapon in the 230 State District Court. So... We'll see what they do to him. I don't know if the guy's there illegal, if he's there illegally or not. No idea. But uh, good for Mama Bear in doing what she was doing. I thought it was just absolutely incredible. All right, so let's talk a little bit about some of these these things that have come up here with the shot. Now, one of the things I want you to note is I'm not seeing on my news page as much uh, when I open that up in the morning to get the show started. I'm not seeing on my news page so much the uh, the issue here with regard to the deaths like we were seeing just a couple of months ago. I mean, I would open up the news feed and there'd be two or three right on the news page. Now, we're not talking about social media like Facebook or Twitter or something like that. I'm talking about just a news page. You'd see two or three of them at least almost every day. Young people dying. And I'm talking about young people, 50s and under. Okay. I guess I'm saying that because I'm 54. <laughs> Still feel young until I go try to do something that I think is young and then, yeah, doesn't work out too good. Nevertheless, I used to see that. Then we started seeing, oh, this person died of a cancer, they, the, a cancer struggle. Oh, this person died of an aneurysm. Oh, this person had uh, some neurological problems. Oh, this person that, you know, all these kinds of different things. Well, if you recall, if you've been listening to the Sons of Liberty uh, morning show for any t length of time at all, and I, even on Bradley's show, but... On mine, I've had a lot of different doctors and nurses and people just from around the world who've come on and they've warned us that these shots will cause hundreds of different kinds of, of adverse effects, of which are those things that I just named. This past week, we had uh, reported on some of these, these, uh, these people. I made mention of this guy yesterday. Joe Lindner, he was a bodybuilding influencer. I think it was on uh, Instagram, Joe Aesthetics, and 30 years old. And this guy, I, it, this is just incredible. I mean, look at this guy. I, I got to tell you, it looks freakish. And this picture, he's got like 
Where's he eat? I don't even know where he's eating. It, it's not a McDonald's or something. He's got like four of these double burgers and their fries, all this stuff. But to me, this kind of bodybuilding stuff, it just looks freakish. It's like a big hulk. He goes down into a real, real skinny, skinny waist. Um, I just, uh, there was probably some other things going on with this guy. Uh, it just, it looks freakish to me. That's just me. Um, anyway, this guy, uh, Joe here, had not gotten one COVID shot. He hadn't gotten two. He hadn't gotten three. He got four of these shots. 30 years old. Took four of these shots and had an aneurysm and died. And what's interesting is, is there is this video, and I'm going to have this up for you guys. I'll go ahead and drop it in the chat. But I, I'm not going to play the video just because the guy who is uh, interviewing him, he's just, you know, there's just some words I can't let go out on the on the air. And you say, well, you know, people use bad language. Yeah, they do. It doesn't mean I have to play it here, okay? So I'm I'm just gonna have it up there. It's only a few minutes, but you'll hear him kind of joking. This this vi this interview happened about three weeks before the guy died, and he's telling this guy that he basically went and had the shots due to peer pressure. This big old hulking guy caved into peer pressure and went and had the shots, and as a result of doing that, I want you to understand what he what he. What he ended up having to do, uh, let me slide down here because one of the things, okay, so um, one of the things that he, he did was he had to have this process called plasma pharesis. I'm assuming I'm saying that correctly. Plasma pharesis is P-L-A-S-M-A-P-H-E-R-E-S-I-S -E -E if you want to look it up for yourself. And here's what it is. This is a process that involves separating the plasma, the liquid part of the blood, from the blood cells. It can be done for therapeutic purposes or as a plasma donation. During the procedure, machine removes the affected plasma and replaces it with either healthy plasma or a plasma substitute. Well, that doesn't sound very good, does it? Plasma substitute. I'm assuming that means something synthetic. This treatment is similar to kidney dialysis. That's, just, that's how serious it is and can help address immune system related issues caused by antibodies present in the plasma. Absolutely incredible. Now, in Linder's case, and I'm just going to read part of uh, this article that I drew from, from Rohit Yadav concerning uh, Linder using this uh, particular treatment. He says, in Joe Linder's case, he mentioned undergoing this process twice following concerns about particles found in his blood work. Now, that's what he says in the interview. He says, this is directly related to the shot. He visited a doctor who recommended the procedure as a means to cleanse his blood from heavy metals and other substances. He described the process, which involved a thick needle drawing out his blood, cleaning it in the machine, and then reintroducing it back into his body. And despite the expensive and discomforting nature of the treatment, he believed it was necessary for his post-vaccine recovery. It is important to note that Joe Linder's specific circumstances and experiences with uh, this treatment should not be generalized to all individuals. 
it is typically performed for specific medical reasons and under professional medical supervision. And while the connection between Linder's uh, plasmapheresis and his tragic passing is unclear, oh, it was clear to him. It was clear to him, he says it in the video. His revelation has sparked conversations and further inquiries into the procedure's potential benefits and risk. As the, as the fitness community mourns the loss of an influential figure, the discussion surrounding plasmapheresis serves as a reminder of the complexities and individuality of health journeys. Well, it needs to be talked about. The reason is because this guy says it in his own interview. He said, I had to have, have this done. And the guy's like, well, why? He says, because of what? I had the shot. They found this stuff in my blood. It came from the shot. 30 years old. 30 years old. And your life's gone. It's gone. And why is it gone? It's gone because of lies. And it's gone because people believe those lies. I want you to stop and think about that. Those, those lies were deadly for Joe Linder. They were deadly for him. And even though he went and he tried to take care of things himself, what happened? Still paid the price. He still paid the price. Here's another one. This is uh, recent as well. Kate passed this one along to me. 42-year-old TV doctor and, quote, vaccination expert, end quote, Dr. Alfredo Victoria dies suddenly. And there's no doubt he had the shot. He even talks about it. Um, this is the guy right here. He's, he's given an injection to this woman, as you can see, those of you on the video platform. He was a Mexican doctor, very popular on uh, Mexico Today. That's the show that he was on. And um, I, it's absolutely incredible that, that, that these guys don't know what's going on, and they take them themselves. I was written, the physically fit medical doctor and public health specialist had no pre-existing medical conditions. He regularly appeared on Today to administer vaccines to the show's staff on the air. I wonder how many of those on the Today Show down there in Mexico are starting to sweat a little bit. I'm just curious if any of them even picked up on any of this. Dr. Alfredo encouraged his, 40, his 440,000 Instagram followers to get vaccinated. He also had a large following on TikTok, and he ran the website ProVaccines.com. I'll bet he tells you it's safe and effective. Guaranteed. Anti-vaxxers added Dr. Alfredo's name to the long list of young people who died suddenly of heart attacks or strokes within the last two years. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure the guy has the best of intentions. I, I don't think it's an issue of that. You know, they, they say the road to hell is paid with the best of intentions, right? With good intentions. I'm sure that he, he believed in what he was doing, but he was led astray. He was led astray. Revelation 18.23, deceived by the pharmacias, the sorceries. And that's what's going on. And by the way, let me just toss this in. I have said time and time again, 
that though the First Amendment prevents the federal government from establishing a religion, they have done so. They have done so. They are doing it in a number of ways. They're doing it through the education system that is without God. They are doing it in the healthcare system that is without God. They are the gods. Their sorceries are their sacraments that they're going through. Just like in pagan cultures. And if you don't, if you haven't heard about that, I did a show years ago with uh, Stephen Hallbrook, and Stephen uh, took and gave us a history lesson. Maybe I'll bring him back for that. But it was called The Dark Idolatrous History of Vaccines and Their Ties to Population Control. This was the show that, that Stephen and I did. And I'll have this up in the archives if you guys want to you know, check it out later, but one of the things that Stephen talked about was he talked about how all these pagan cultures would have something very similar to what we have as vaccines. And it was part of their initiation into the religion of the culture. And they would use like little sticks, little hollowed out sticks to inject the people with these poisons. And it that, that's part of their religion. Today we have the textbook. I was just thinking about the other day, even concerning some of this stuff, I wonder how long you're going to find that this stuff's available to find online. Then I began to wonder, okay, what about all of the stuff that gets changed online? In other words, something's written, and then after a period of time, they go back and they change it or they alter it so it doesn't say the same thing. And they don't give you an update for it. They don't say, oh, this was changed or this was altered. They just go back and change things. It sounds to me very much like what you read in 1984. You remember the memory hole and stuff like that, the stuff that they're putting out? It, that's what it reminds me of. And I've seen a lot of that stuff going on with the COVID shots. In fact... Before I bring you up the next couple of these, there is a there's something I sent um, Suzanne Hamner, who's a contributor over at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. I sent this to her yesterday, and uh, I, I just want to kind of give you her response. I don't think she'll mind me doing that. In fact, I was thinking about bringing her on the show to actually talk about um, you know some of this, but. Um, in any case, I'll read for you her. Or I'll read this this little portion here, and then show you um, what it was. Because what I, what I came across was I got a notification on Facebook. I don't know what Facebook's deal is. It's like every day I find something where they're going to ban me for something or not let me do something, and then I go over there to find it. And half the time I can't. They don't even show what what the article is or what they have a problem with, and they're they're penalizing me because there's two or three groups that uh, my son got a hold of that he was in, and he just transferred them over to me as an admin. There's a few thousand people in these, and I don't even go in the groups anymore. It's just a waste of my time to go in Facebook groups anymore. But they were saying, well, you're saying that the COVID virus has never been isolated. I want you to sh I want to show you what they point to as their expert fact checkers. Okay, this is what they pointed to. 
This is called healthfeedback.org. Okay? Healthfeedback.org. Um, I don't see anything that really tells us who wrote this this piece here at all. We've got an editor who is Flora Teo. She um, she looks Asian to me. Um, and there's no name. There's no name for what they're presenting here. Now, what they show you is they show you pictures and they tell you these pictures are the virus. See, we, we, we did isolate it. We did do this. But you have no way of knowing that. What does a picture show you? Well, all you see is a moment in time, right? An image. That's what you see, an image. Nobody has ever showed where these things come from. And as you recall, with um, when we had Dr. Uh, Andrew Kaufman on the first time, that was one of the things that he talked about. He says, well, you get images. You don't see where they come from. And then we had Dr. Cowan on, and Dr. Cowan said, this is debris, cell debris, from where the cell's been damaged. These guys say, no, 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 this is, uh, we, we've isolated. And then we listened as Dr. Kaufman and Dr. Cowan explained isolation. And it sounds nothing like you think isolation should be. In any case, this I sent this to, to uh, Suzanne. And she said, she saw the first thing that I saw, which was there wasn't an author to this. So you couldn't check their credentials if you wanted to. Uh, to even see who they were. But uh, here's some of the things that she said. Um, election microscopy is not definitive. The pictures shown do not look like cells. If, as they are claiming, those circular objects are SARS-CoV-2 and are in cells, the circular portions with white background, then why do some cells have zero circular objects in them? Suzanne's a, a smart cookie. She really is. All supposed cells would be affected. The paper cited by Ian Mackey and referenced in the piece relies in the, in the, on the same five studies Dr. Kaufman reviewed on an SLL morning radio show, which Dr. Kaufman debunked as not meeting Cox postulates. And see, they try to, when you read this article, they try to fool you into thinking that, well, you get Cox postulates from a different way other than <laughs> the way that they've set it up. You got to take their word for it. Per the piece, the virus was cultured and made available as a resource for other scientists to study. Unfortunately, when these samples were requested, agencies stated there were none. That's the key point. Go ahead, get your doctor, get your scientist, or whoever. Ask them to go to the CDC. Ask them to go anywhere in the world where they claim that they've isolated this stuff. Ask them for an isolate that they can look at and they can test themselves. Then call me. Get back to me. Let me know. 803-619-9855. Let me know. See, I had a guy telling me, oh, you're pushing this stuff and this is a lie. We can't hold Fauci accountable. Hmm. And look at what they do. This is the evidence that they have. Or the supposed evidence that they have. She says, what is not mentioned is the five main different results obtained through in situ or computer sequencing. 
and the subsequent consensus by scientists of the quote-unquote genetic code. Supposedly, there were only 16,000 base pairs discovered, and when you think about the 3.42 billion pairs in the human body, uh, 16,000 and so is so minuscule, it could match anything or nothing. In other words, it's a crapshoot, looking for a dice roll of seven all the time. Another thing left out was the way agencies were declaring cases, determining death from the illness, and the literature telling doctors how to complete death certificates naming the illness. She went on to write, In one place, the paper claims viruses cannot meet Cox postulates because viruses cannot be grown in cell culture. It needs an animal host. In the next paragraph, the paper claims the virus was cultured in cell culture. An animal was infected by it, and virus found in the animal, thereby fulfilling Cox postulates. Do you see what they did there? It's a three-card Monty is what it is. It's a shell game. She says that was according to Ian Lipkin. It's one or the other. It can't fulfill Cox postulates and not fulfill those postulates at the same time. That's true. In the paper, it states, quote, postulates number two and three cannot be fulfilled for viruses that do not replicate in cell cultures or for which a suitable animal model has not been identified. Again, this is, this is Facebook's fact checkers and Suzanne's taking them to task. I read over it and I, I, I didn't see all these little medical things, but I saw enough to know that they were, they were, they were confused themselves as to what they were writing. And yet Tim Brown is told, well, you know what? They did isolate it. Okay, show me the money. I want to see it. Show it to me. Because the procedure they do for isolation, they dump all kinds of crap in there to make it work. Now, it, the obvious question, if you're thinking about it, is, okay, you're saying a person has a virus to which you're going to point them to these vaccines. We're going to hit a couple more of these other people that these people are taking. It's damaging the people. It's killing the people. So we need to get to the root. We don't need to hack at the branch of just the va of the shot, not the vaccine. I'm sorry, I get caught up in some of the, the language here. The shots that they're giving, we get caught up in that, and that's really a branch. The root is the lie that they told us of what we're getting. Okay? That's the lie. That's the root. That's where we need to go. And I still think Kaufman and Cowan are right on on that. That is the root right there. I said that the first time I heard Dr. Kaufman. He wasn't even on the show. That's why I invited him on. Because I said, oh, this makes so much sense. And what's it driving people towards? Driving them to the shot. There's more here, but uh, you get the point. They're, they're using these guys. They're using these papers. They don't even have a person who who say they wrote the, wrote the uh, article here. Here's another one. 41-year-old Hollywood actress killed herself by assisted suicide following a COVID booster illness. Huh. Hmm. 41 years old. Assisted suicide because she was injured with the COVID shots. Katarina Pavlik, she was known for her roles in The Last Sharknado, It's About Time, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and The Joel McHale Show with Joel McHale. 
She announced her decision on Instagram in early June, explaining she became severely ill and unable to leave her home. This shot made this woman so sick that she didn't want to leave her home. She was unable to leave her home. And she thought the only way to solve the problem was to end her life, to violate the law of God in murder. That's how far this shot had pushed her. She wrote, I was diagnosed with an untreatable chronic neurological illness, M-E-C-F-S, caused by booster jab on top of having suspected respiratory ALS. She believed the booster caused her to develop... Boy, I'm not even going to... You guys will like this. Myalgic encephalomyelitis, chronic fatigue syndrome. Or we'll just call it the MECFS. She wrote, The illness made me disabled, unable to work or have social life, and unable to enjoy life altogether. She also had that issue of the respiratory, which made it hard to swallow and hard to breathe. It's really, really, really sad. 41 years old, prime of her life, believed the lie. Believe the lie. And as a result of that, she's dead. She took her own life. And then this one, we touched on this one the other week. 1,884 athlete cardiac arrests are serious issues with 1,310 of them dead in less than two and a half years. I mean, this is, this is absolutely something that's never gone on. In two and a half years to have Almost 2,000 athletes have cardiac arrests. Remember, most athletes are in their prime. They're like 20s, 30s, usually. Sometimes you get up into 40s, but usually 20s and 30s. Having cardiac arrests, have you ever heard of such a thing in all of your life? And out of those, and remember, this is a, athletes are a small group too, just like when you get to musicians or actors and actresses and things of this nature. They're a small group of people. And 1,300, more than 1,300 of them dying in two and a half years? Yeah, something's amiss. Something's amiss. One of the interesting things is how people will not listen. They, they won't listen to the Word of God. They won't listen to the truth when it comes to these kinds of things about their health. But they will listen to those who will lie to them. That's an interesting thing. You know, and all throughout the Scripture, we find that kind of, we find that kind of stuff. For instance, if we go over to uh, Judges chapter 2, Verse 11, here's what we read. And the children, now remember what God, remember what God told them before they went into the land? Deuteronomy 6, you're to have the commands in your heart, you're to teach them to your children so that when you come into the land, you won't forget the Lord who gave it to you. Remember? Well, they forgot. Verse 11, and the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served of Balaam or Baal. 
And they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, who which brought them out of the land of Egypt. By the way, you're seeing a lot of this bell worship just right out in the, in the open in the United States and around the world now. You're seeing the, the open worship of Baal. They forsook the Lord God of their fathers, which brought them out of the land of Egypt and followed other gods and of the gods of the people that were around about them and bowed themselves unto them and provoked the Lord to anger. Why? Because they did not listen to him and do what he said to do. And they forsook the Lord and served Baal and Ashtaroth. And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. And he delivered them into the hands of spoilers and that spoiled them. And he sold them into the hands of their enemies round about so that they could not, not any longer stand before their enemies. I'm telling you, this is God turning a people over. What we saw in the convids uh, and what we continue to see, you can, you can find it in Deuteronomy 28, Leviticus 26. You can see this evidenced in the book of Revelation in the sealed judgments. What I think are pictured in Le Leviticus 26. I mean, three times he says, if you won't do this, I'm going to bring it seven times worse. If you don't do that, I'm going to bring it seven times. If you don't do it, I'm going to bring it seven times worse. And what do you have? Seven seals, seven trumpets, seven bowls. Judgments. And he says, whithersoever they went out, the hand of the Lord was against them for evil, as the Lord had said, and as the Lord had sworn unto them, and they were greatly distressed. Nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges, which delivered them out of the hand of those that spoileth them. And yet, listen, and yet they would not hearken unto their judges. They wouldn't listen to them. But they went a-whoring after other gods, and, and those gods are going to demand stuff of you. If you set up another god, they're going to, they're going to demand something of you too. And bowed themselves into them. They turned quickly out of the way which their fathers walked in, obeying the commandments of the Lord. But they did not so. And when the Lord raised them up judges, then the Lord was with the judge and delivered them out of the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. For it repented the Lord because of their groanings by reason of them that oppressed them and vexed them. And it came to pass when the judge was dead that they returned and corrupted themselves more than their fathers. And following other gods to serve them and to bow down unto them, they ceased not from their own doings, nor from the stubborn way. And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. And he said, because that this people hath transgressed my covenant, which I commanded their fathers and have not hearkened unto my voice, I also will not henceforth drive out any from before them of the nations which Joshua left when he died, that through them I may prove Israel whether they will keep the way of the Lord to walk therein as their fathers did keep it or not. Therefore, the Lord left those nations without driving them out hastily, neither delivered he them into the hand of Joshua. So you see this, this forgetfulness and this failing to listen to God results in oppression, tyranny. And yet in the midst of that, what is the Lord You know, each day that we wake up, the Bible says your mercies are new every day. Indeed, they are. Look at our land. Do we look like a people who have been listening to God? No, we don't look like that at all. We look just like Israel. We've gone a-whoring after all kinds of other things. Even the people who say that they're following Jesus and they're Christian and this and 
They've walked in their own ways, haven't they? They've come up with their own gospels. Jesus loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. The four spiritual flaws, all of this other stuff. Yes, I said that on purpose. A watered-down gospel that just wants you to tack Jesus on like a little lapel pin so that, you know, when, when you die, you can kind of show that off and say, hey, you know, I got my fire insurance here. I, I bought that. That's what we've come to. And as a result of that, the men of God have not preached the Word of God. They have not meticulously taken apart the Word of God and expounded it to the people so the people have an understanding and the people have failed to go into the scriptures themselves and to see what the scripture says. All they know to do is pull a verse out and say, well, this is my life verse right here. You know, or they'll go in and rip out a text out of context and spew it out. And you just go, did you read everything else around that? This is where the Lord leaves the people and he did it to Israel. And I'm telling you, he's doing it to us. And it's a, it's, it's in a way, it's like when, you remember when the uh, guy in the church at Corinth, he's messing around with his daddy's wife. And Paul says, look, this isn't even named among Gentiles. What are you people doing? You're puffed up about it. It's almost as if the Corinthian church was saying, look how gracious God is. This guy can go mess around with his, with his daddy's wife. And it's all under grace. That's almost like the way Paul writes to it. You're puffed up about it. You're prideful about it. And he says the next time that you're gathered together, you get that guy out of the assembly. And he wasn't doing it to be mean to the man. He was doing it to make sure that the assembly, the church, the ecclesia, remained pure. You put the evil away from you, as it says in the Old Testament. You kick him out. So that his flesh will be destroyed, but his soul might be saved. And we read in 2 Corinthians where it seems like this guy who'd been kicked out, they did what he said. They kicked him out, and it seemed like he had been repentant. It seemed like that worked. So God says, I'm not going to drive out the people from you. I'm not going to do that. In the New Testament, what about... This listening, this hearing. I still run across some people. The majority of them are on the same page I am. They see what's going on. That I run into, you know, here in the area of South Carolina I live. But I still run into people who will try to justify taking the shots. Even these guys, you know, you're reading these, some of these stories that I'm sharing with you. Some of these. Before I do that, let me get this. This this last lady in, and I think I missed, yeah, I missed her here. This is the last lady uh, that I'm going to bring in. 32-year-old former nurse, model, and Miss Bikini Ireland, Judy Fitzgerald, dies suddenly. Hmm. The Sun had the story on this one, and this is the lady here. Um, she was a nurse. Uh, she worked the front lines. She probably, you probably, she may actually be in some of these videos where they're doing these little dances and stuff. I don't know. But uh, she was a midwife. She worked as a fitness instructor and she was a model. Uh, in 2015, she famously walked the catwalk at New York Fashion Week dressed in a red jeweled outfit. Um, okay, I don't, none of this isn't really that important. Uh, she was crowned Miss Bikini Ireland in 2014. 
And then this, we had, you know, remember when we had Dr. William uh, Mackis on the show uh, and he was keeping record. By the way, his Substack is really blown up. He's he's giving out some great information. So if you guys want to join on his Substack, uh, it's really good. I, I think it's called either COVID Intel or William Mackis Substack. Anyway, you can check that out. But um, <clears throat> this lady had the shot too. Dr. Steve Kirsch was the one who said that. She took the, she took the shot. You can see that here in the Twitter feed uh, that I'm showing people. And then uh, Dr. Peter McCulloch jumped on there with that as well. Some had claimed she had, she fell and had a head injury. Some had said she took her own life. But as you, because she was dealing with depression some weeks leading up to her death. But again, as you saw with the other lady, the, the actress, she had the same thing and she took her own life. See, it's not just a blood clot. It's not just a cancer. It's not just an aneurysm. This, this thing has a whole bunch of a host of ways that it's killing people. Same shot. Same thing. And why? Surely a nurse has heard somebody's come along and said, don't take that shot. It's dangerous. Surely somebody told her. I can't believe being in that field, you wouldn't have somebody that would say, you really ought to stay away from that. It's dangerous. And then not educating yourself as to what you're putting in your body like that. Ah, absolutely incredible. And yet, we're called to warn people. We're called to do that. The question is, are people going to listen? Well, 2 Timothy chapter 4 Here's what Paul charged Timothy. These are, I mean, these are, in essence, Paul's dying words that you read here in 2 Timothy. He's about to go to the Father. They're fixing to remove his head from his shoulders. And here's what he writes. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. Be instant in season or out of season. In other words, when it's acceptable, when it's not, when it's convenient, when it's not, when you're, when you're quote-unquote prepared and when you're not, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. And sound doctrine is not uh, a theological four-letter word. It just simply means sound teaching. That's what it means. But they won't endure sound doctrine. But after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Hmm, fables. See, I see a lot of people doing that stuff in the church today. They're, they're so smart on all this stuff that you really don't read in the scripture, and they want to make it the main point of their conversation. It's always coming out of their mouth. And it has nothing to do with holiness. It has nothing to do with the righteousness of Christ. It has nothing to do with the kingdom of God. It has nothing to do with the law or the gospel. It just has to do with wanting to appear smart and wise. 
and it doesn't give the truth and it doesn't warn people out of love. And they go to these fables. And he, he tells them, he tells Timothy, he says in verse five, but watch thou in all things, endure afflictions. It's okay for somebody to call you a conspiracy theorist. It's okay for somebody to tell you you're crazy. It's okay for somebody to call you a racist. It's okay for people to do all that stuff. You endure that. You endure the afflictions. And do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. That's what Paul says. He goes on down and he says this. Because he says he's ready to be offered and the time of his departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. See, there is something, believer, laid ahead for you. It's an inheritance kept by Christ, Peter says, put up in heaven for you, where moth and rust can't destroy. And Paul saw that. And he said, Timothy, you be faithful in warning the people, in preaching the word of God. Don't hold back. Give them the whole counsel. Endure afflictions. He tells him also in one of the letters to Timothy, he says, endure those afflictions as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. We're right back to where we started in the pre-show. Onward, Christian soldiers. Listen, friends, who are you guys who are listening to me. Fight the good fight. You are in a fight. You've been in a fight all your life. You just didn't know it. You were getting your backside kicked by the enemy. And if you come to know Christ, he opened your eyes to that. And he gave you the ability to have victory over the enemy. Isaiah. Wow, this is an entire passage that needs to be read. I mean, to hear what was going on because the people would not listen. I'm going to give this one. We're going to give it a shot. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 1. The vision of Isaiah, the son of Amaz, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, Hezekiah, king of Judah. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. The ox knoweth his owner, and the ass his master's crib, but Israel doth not know. My people doth not consider. Ah, sinful nation. A people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backward. Why should you be stricken anymore? Now, why do I need to discipline you people anymore? Have you not seen enough? You've got a whole history of where I've intervened on your behalf. And boy, if this doesn't show the mercy and the long-suffering of the Lord, I don't know what does. Ye will revolt, revolt more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole heart faint. From the sole of the foot, even unto the head, there is no soundness in it. But wounds and bruises and putrefying sores, they have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your land strangers devour it in your presence. And it is desolate as overthrown by strangers. And the daughter of Zion is left as a cottage in a vineyard, as a lodge in the garden of cucumbers, as a besieged city. 
except the Lord of hosts had left unto us a very small remnant, we should have been as Sodom, and we should have been likened to Gomorrah. Then he says this, Hear the word of the Lord, ye rulers of Sodom. Give ear unto the law of our God, ye people of Gomorrah. He's talking to Israel. He's calling them Sodom and Gomorrah, Israel. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, saith the Lord? I am full of the burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed beasts, and I delight not in the blood of bullocks or of lambs or of he goats. Well, I thought, Tim, I thought they were supposed to offer sacrifice. Yeah, they were. But the sacrifices never took away sin. Read Hebrews chapter 10. Never did. God wanted the broken and contrite heart of the people. That's what he reached down and he would lift up. The broken and contrite heart. He wasn't interested in their religious ceremonies. That's not what he was interested in. He was interested in their obedience. When you come to appear before me, who hath required this at your hand to tread my courts? Bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination to me. The new moons and Sabbaths, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with it. It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting. They were, they were corrupting everything they did in the name of God. In other words, they were violating the third commandment. Your new moons and your appointed feasts my soul hateth. They are a trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. And when you spread forth your hands, I will hide mine eyes from you. Yea, when you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Wash you. Make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. But if ye refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Friends, listen to me. And, and I'm saying it to me too. Every time I say something, don't think that that's not going past my ears too. We have been like that, haven't we? If we're honest, as a people, we've been like that. Oh, we've talked about God blessing America and we sing hymns and Christian songs and stuff, but what happens? We go out and do whatever we want to do. As a people, that's what we've done. It is time that we meet the Lord on His terms. We return unto Him. And He says, He says, He's the one who will heal the land. He will restore us if we'll meet Him on His terms. Bradley, be with you at 3. We'll see you in the morning, Lord willing, 6 a.m. Adios.